Hello and thank you for joining me on the ALO podcast for our third and final mini-series exploring the tricks in the trade and what it takes to be a multifaceted artist in the 21st century. Today we got a glimpse into the world of orchestral managing and getting a large ensemble on stage across the globe and all the problem solving in between. My name's Alyssa Seed. I'm currently the production coordinator of the Sydney Symphony Orchestra and I've been there for about six years. My main responsibilities at the moment are managing all the concerts and rehearsals. I make sure all the musicians and their equipment and instruments are in the right place at the right time, which involves a lot of logistics and organisation. Before that, I was the production coordinator of the Hartford Symphony in Connecticut. Uh, And then before that, I worked in the orchestra management team at ACO for about five years as their travel coordinator, where I managed all their travel Um, air, land, accommodation, per diems, visas, you name it, that was me. I went on tour with the orchestra on regional tours and larger ACO proper tours. And um, I studied at WAPA, a degree in performing arts management. And then I did the AYO orchestra management course and found my passion in life. I'm currently the director of operations here at AYO, uh, a role that sees me oversee all the logistical and planning elements of all of the programs we do. Uh, Prior to that, I worked at the Melbourne Symphony in a production role. I studied music composition, and before that I um, got some experience in sort of operation management roles, um, working in the the entertainment industries. And so we know putting on a professional orchestral performance isn't a walk in the park, and there's lots of work going on behind the scenes. Could you start by telling me what kind of personality it takes to succeed in the field of arts admin? Uh, I'd say one of the main personality traits I look for in my colleagues and people that I'm introducing to the department would be details oriented, um, proactive and unflappable. Yeah, uh, resilience is is definitely uh, and good humour. If you can't make a joke, uh, then you're not going to get through the, the long days and the, the hard work that's often involved. Yeah. Um, and could you give me an example um, in your experience where something has maybe gone south ahead of a concert or a large event and how you've sort of like turned that around? <laughs> oh, all, my, all my concerts have gone very smoothly. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> no, that would be a lie. Um, if one that springs to mind, and I don't think we actually solved it, um, but on a tour with an orchestra that wasn't AYO, we were quite sleep deprived, the crew that were setting the stage, and playing at a, a very famous venue in the Netherlands, and the very reputable conductor walked down the stairs, as they do at this particular venue, and took the stool off the podium that had been left there after <laughs> rehearsal. Um, but we got on with gone on with it and uh, cleared it off stage and never no one talked about it since but <laughs> I'm sure they will now after <laughs> um, I mean I've had lots of experiences of musicians leaving uh, arriving without instruments or the right outfits I've had lots of experience with flights being cancelled on the days of concerts mm-hmm. um, but I'd say in my production capacity ma- mainly one experience of um, leaving the truck just as the last couple of things were being packed, unpacking it at the other end and going, conductor stand, where's that conductor stand? 
and ringing the previous venue and it's still sitting on their dock in another country. One I can think of that was here in Melbourne um, with an orchestra that I haven't (laughs) talked about yet. (laughs) Uh, I was booked to come in and help on the day of the concert and um, it was the understanding that the stage was being set by the venue the night before and I was just coming in to put the percussion instruments out and the music Uh, and this was a fairly large Mahler concert and I turned up uh, ready to go and uh, the uh, guy from the venue turned on the stage lights and we both stood there and saw that there was absolutely nothing on stage. We had about two hours until the full orchestra was meant to be rehearsing and I had to um, design the the stage set up on the fly. Um, Yeah, lots of fun. (laughs) And so there's uh, quite a few things that can go south very fast. Do you think that's why it's important for musicians to know what goes on behind the scenes and how it does all come together? Look, I don't think it's important for musicians to have a blow-by-blow understanding of of what we do. I certainly don't have a blow-by-blow understanding of how Boeings work or, you know, embouchure or, you know, how to play every percussion instrument. But yeah, of course, there's a um, you know, expectation that as good colleagues they're going to take responsibility for, um, you know, turning up at the venue on time to not exacerbate any any stresses. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, of course, it's it's our job to make sure that the stage is set and everything's organised and, and we take the utmost pride to ensure that's done to the best of our ability. But yeah. um, I mean, know. I definitely appreciate when you get musicians that sort of acknowledge that, oh, you mm. must have must have had to work really hard to get this show up today but I think part of the challenge especially in sort of the production area is uh, to make it so that the musicians can't tell when things are going wrong Um, because in our role we want the musicians to go on stage in the best mindset Mm. um, so that they can do what they do um, to the best of their ability so our job is to um, shield them <laughs> from anything that may have gone wrong so that um, the show can go on as, as best it can. And I guess in, in your opinion, what would you say is more challenging, the planning and the preparation or the managing of the concerts and rehearsals on the ground? Oh, I think it's I think it's one leads to the other. If, yeah. if you've had great preparation and a really good um, detailed plan of, of what's going to happen when you're on the ground, it always tends to run smoother. Mm. You know, but there is always, of course, those unforeseen circumstances. Yeah, I, I really enjoy the on-the-ground stuff. So, yeah. uh, but as, as Alyssa says, you get a lot of pride out of well being well-organised so mm. that you don't have to do as much or think as much on your feet when you're on the ground. Yeah, There's sure. always that adrenaline rush when, you know, your, your blood runs cold if something <laughs> does happen. But, um, yeah, there is always that sense of accomplishment when, when the concert does run smoothly. And so why do you think you both maybe made that shift um, from musicians and performers um, to being music managers? And is that passion and spark still the same for you both? I, I got into like the more arts administrative fields when I was studying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did it because I thought it would be useful to earn some income whilst I was studying that was going to be potentially relevant to what I was doing later in life. Uh, and it just I guess it just sort of turned on its head and it became that the study that I was doing has been helpful in understanding the the roles that I've taken on since yeah yeah I I mean I agree I when I 
was dancing, I definitely was uh, given opportunities to do more things behind the scenes, stage management, producing kind of creation roles, um, which then when I graduated, a lot of people encouraged me to sort of pursue that because they could see that was something that I was quite proficient and, and enjoyed. But I think it wasn't until I did as corny as it sounds, the AYO course <laughs> and started really working with orchestras that I think I realised that this is what I'm made to do. Yeah. This combines every part of my personality that gets joy out of every day. Mm-hmm. I love being on my feet. I love talking to people. I love talking to people. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's it's a great mix of having responsibilities and, you know, as well as admin tasks, as well as being on my feet and being active and um, responsible for a team. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's the perfect combination for me. Um, and lastly for you both, what would you like musicians, staff, audience members to understand about the life of an orchestral manager? As little as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, I, I'm super lucky. I have amazing colleagues who are always very appreciative and have and do have a great understanding of, of what my role entails and um, are, are very conscious and likewise I am very respectful of, of the effort and hours that they put into the rehearsals and making the concerts they the best they can be. Mm-hmm. I mean anyone coming into into the industry I'd say if you don't mind shift work, if you don't mind long hours but you love great people then maybe this is this is the of career for you yeah mm. and I think it's important to note whilst Alyssa and I have ended up in full-time roles there's lots of people in the the wider music and arts industry that sort of um, juggle a couple of different hats mm. and there's no reason that you have to explicitly choose to be a musician or an arts manager um, and being able to gain some of these um, administrative skills and add them to the uh, the repertoire <laughs> of skills that a musician has can only sort of benefit people in the long run. If that's putting on concerts, if that's running a teaching studio, yeah, it's all all useful and mm. it can only make them more successful as a performer or mm-hmm. a, a multifaceted wonder wonder person. <laughs> <laughs>